Thank you, worship team. Thank you all for bringing it. Thank you for reminding us of uh, a posture of praise. Thank you for helping us get up off of our, our couches at home or our, our beds or wherever we're looking at this and actually just helping our spirits to connect with the Lord. I was uh, out in the community. Uh, wifey sent me on a, on a grocery trip she said, hey, I need you to run to Aldi right quick, grab a couple things. So I'm in Aldi. I was uh, doing my shopping. And I don't know if it's like this for y'all brothers, but for me, it's like this. So you give me the list. And like I look at the list like a thousand times. I keep looking at the list, keep looking at the list. And then almost always I forget one thing on the list. <laughs> Something gets left off the list. So I'm in Aldi. I'm grabbing what I think is everything. And then this presence walks by me and the presence just like catches me off guard. I mean, it, it, I'm like, whoa, what was that? Because I'm, I'm with a bunch of adults and all the adults are in there. And it's like Saturday and Saturday is go time for grocery shopping. Everybody is in their zone. And then this brother walks by and and is and, and he's he's purple with a giant head. Uh, let me show you all. <laughs> This, this brother was doing his grocery shopping. He was uh, getting his stuff with his little man and they was just in, in the zone doing they thing. I'm doing my thing. But but the way he was conducting himself caught me off guard. It was it was actually kind of refreshing to see somebody be like, I'm a fully be me embrace this Halloween day i'm about to do the thing and i'm not let a letting affect where i go determine what i'm about to embrace right now i'm embracing purple with the jumbo head teletubby you know and it got me to got me to thinking a little bit y'all got me to thinking about how this brother was marching to a little bit of a different little bit of a different drum in 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 the grocery store so much so that i had to stop and take a picture of the brother you know, it's like 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 we get a chance to march to a different drum as believers that, that we may go about doing things like the rest of the world. But actually, the, there's a, a, a reality that we are experiencing in the midst of being in the world where we just are marching to a little bit of a of a different drum. So as we go about our small businesses, we do so from a Christian perspective as a Christian owner with a little bit of a drum that's different than the world. As we go about neighboring and caring for people who are on our blocks as a Christian, we do that with a little bit of a different drum than the rest of the world. And as we go about voting and doing that within a world system, we think about it a little bit differently because we are Christians that are doing life in the world. I know we got a, a, a lot of things to discuss and I know this coming Tuesday is Taco Tuesday and, uh, oh, sorry, seeing if the kids are listening. Not Taco Tuesday, Super Tuesday coming on up. Uh, but I wanna encourage you in some ways that as we march to a different drum, Christians must be considering these things as we vote. So just four points, but four points that are a little unique. 
and I will readily say, uh, come to me. If you want to talk, come to me. This time you will not be able to go directly to the elders because uh, unfortunately this time I did not prepare the elders and equip them with the words that I will be sharing today. And so while my prayer is to always be gospel centered, uh, I also want to equip them to, to be able to, to be a unified front. And unfortunately, I did not do that today. And so please feel free to come to Pastor Leon uh, as you reflect. And I pray as you're encouraged by today's sermon. Let's pray. Father, we know that you are in control of all things. We are excited for you to move, for your word to go forth. It is your word that changed it, that has changed our lives. And if it's someone that doesn't love you yet, it is your word, your presence, the Holy Spirit that can touch them, Father, and their life be changed. Let everything be rooted in your word today. We are excited. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So would you please first turn with me to Philippians chapter 2. Because my first point is that if you are a Christian that is voting, I want you to consider others before yourself as you vote. Consider others before yourself, even in your voting decisions. The book of Philippians is one where, where Paul writes this, this first chapter about the sheer joy of knowing who Jesus is, the sheer joy of being in the body of Christ and knowing who Christ is. And then chapter two demonstrates a bit of joy acted out, joy in action. And that joy is experienced through the humility and the considering of others. Look with me in Philippians chapter two, verses three through four. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interest of others, to the interest of others. A, a good gauge for assessing selfish ambition or conceit is the type of pronouns you use when you are in the political discourse. When you are talking with people about politics, when, when, when voting and those things happen, what are the type of pronouns do you use that you use? If you find yourself using personal pronouns a ton, I, me, my, chances are that you're not considering others maybe as often as you should. If your voting is all about your kids and the life you want them to have, if your voting is all about your people and your people only, if your voting language mostly talks from an I, me, my perspective, you might want to pause, look in the mirror and say, and how do others enter into this equation? It's been refreshing to, to see that the U.S., while we make the most money, we also by far give away the most money. It's been refreshing to see that this is bipartisan, that that both sides of the aisle, Republicans and Democrats, provide and support a ton of U.S. aid going out. 
Sure, before Truman, Democrats tended to be the ones that 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 were on the side of giving, and then Truman created NATO and and a bunch of things. And 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 our giving does not always come with the most peaceful, peaceful, and joyous of motivations. Sometimes there are strings attached. That is for another debate. What I am saying is that that when you are considering voting, consider others and. The U.S. tries to give to other countries. They try to spur on the the economies and humanitarian efforts that are beyond just our borders. And the cool thing is this has taken place with almost every president, both sides of the aisle. Some of the biggest jumps in foreign aid giving has happened under Republican presidents, Reagan and Bush. It has only been in the last four years that we've actually seen a president seek to cut U.S. aid drastically. And so we must be considering others in our paradigm of voting. If our, our, is Christianity an American faith? Is it a USA faith? Was Christianity a global faith? And so we consider our global impact, even with what box we check. But let me be a little bit more specific with a group of people that we are called to consider. The first is considering others. Second, turn with me to, to Psalm chapter 82. First is considering others. Second is considering others the poor when you vote. You must consider the poor when you vote. Psalms chapter 82, verses three through four says, give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. From the hand of the wicked. Have you ever watched one of those uh, CIS shows or those uh, detective shows where an incident takes place and a person is grieving and they just look into the camera and say, I just want justice for my loved one. But that's, that, is, that is one aspect of the understanding of justice is, is, is someone uh, uh, getting what is due them for committing wrong. But the Bible speaks of justice in a, in, a, in a different way. It includes that, but also in a more holistic, more proactive, more beautiful way. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4. It might, it might take you a second to flip there, but it'll be on the screen. Deuteronomy 32, 4 says this, The rock, his work is perfect, for, he, for all his ways are justice a God of faithfulness and without iniquity, just and upright is he. Justice is synonymous with the righteousness of God doing things right. This justice flows out of the very nature and character of who God is. Pain in, in, in one of the Bible dictionaries, J.B. Payne says, God's will flows out of his righteousness. Therefore, the activities that follow those things flow from who he is. So justice looks like just doing what God desired initially 
and the people being able to experience that. Injustice is when we about face and what God initially intended us to experience, we get robbed of by, 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 by sinful behaviors. And the people who end up getting robbed, experiencing injustice, most often are the poor. I was uh, saddened as I looked at so many different laws and structures set up within our government that take advantage of the poor. Let me, let me bring your attention to one. Arkansas right now. Arkansas is the only state in our country that allows landlords to file criminal rather than civil charges against tenants after they fall behind on rent. Based on a law dating back to 1901, if a tenant's rent is even a day overdue, they forfeit their right to be in the property. Then if they don't leave their homes within 10 days of getting a notice from their landlords, they can be charged with a misdemeanor. I hate that law. It's unconstitutional, says Josh Drake, a deputy prosecutor in the county uh, where, where people have been charged. The statute he thinks makes a poverty makes poverty a crime and violates the Eighth Amendment, prohibiting cruel and unusual punishment. Nonetheless, Drake feels he must continue prosecuting these charges as long as the law remains on the books. The poor. In 2001, when 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 the state had a chance to make it appropriate to 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 say, you know what, we're not living in 1901 anymore. We're, we're now seeing the, the damaging effects, the overwhelming effects this is having on women of color, on people of color, on poor people. And they had a chance to make some adjustments and, and, and refine it. The government decided to make the law more strict, increasing the fines and adding jail time language that, that left, was left up to interpretation, but now was pretty clear. And the crazy part is a good amount of the politicians that passed it were landlords and developers. The governor signed that into law in 2001 for the state of Arkansas and his name was Mike Huckabee. Seven years later, he would run for president. Family, we, we, we've got to consider the impact that our vote has on the poor, the least of these. And we must be willing to wrestle with, with what am I affirming or what am I approving or how am I fighting for laws that will heap on heavier burdens to those that are poor or, 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 or am I contributing towards relief? of the injustices that are put upon the shoulders of the least of these. I am grateful though, I'm grateful because I, I've seen what it looks like when justice comes forth. I saw in the past year and a half, Republicans and Democrats come together and say, hold up, hold up, at the border, families are being ripped apart. 
families are being torn apart. Okay, enough's enough. We, we've seen enough. We will step in and stop this madness. See, caring for the least of these is something that, that we must consider when we are voting. Something that we must consider when we are checking our boxes. But if caring for the least of these is important, and if, if uh, making sure that, that we're considering others is important, Third, I'd encourage you to vote considering character. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 10, verse 9. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 9, as we consider character says, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. That old, old King James, that big old Bible that your grandmama used to keep on a dining room table or on the mantle. That old King James just says it, that the person walks uprightly. Walks with a, a certain posture that, that uprightly is to like, like be modeling right living, right ways. And I know in our current day and age, it is quite tough to associate like right living with politicians. I think the, the hallmark gauge, uh, and, 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 and this, was, this was crazy. Like when I was a child in, in elementary school, they would always ask you, what do you wanna be when you grow up? And say, you know, uh, I wanna be a fireman. You know, I want to be a police officer. I want to be, uh, you know, a news reporter. And there would always be at least 10 people in the room as kids that would say, I want to be president. I want to be president. That, that took place at least from my kindergarten all the way up to like third or fourth grade, all the way up to third or fourth grade. Yeah. You know, at least there, there was where, where, where that role is a role that we as, as a nation believed is one of character. I mean, when, when you think of who you're emulating after, we first put Jesus and then it's supposed to be the president. I mean, that person is supposed to represent us all. And, and, and I'm, 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 I'm saddened in the, the, the last few years that, that we don't see a ton of images of the president in classrooms reading to children. We don't get a, a ton of people that are saying whether they're from this side or that side, I want my child to be like the president in character. I think that's partly because of the dog whistles that have happened. You know, a, a, a dog whistle. I don't. I don't really never owned a dog, but 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 dog whistles are are things that that blow. When you blow a whistle, no one else hears it, but it's at a certain pitch where the dog recognizes it. They say that our our president is masterful in 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 in, in sounding certain things that resonate with certain people. 
So I'll tell you two whistles that keep blowing and they blow quite loudly. One is the people of color. People of color right now are trying to assess the character of our president and they feel racially charged often when he says certain things. You could say that they're discounted, that their their position doesn't matter. Still, the whistle is sounding and they're being affected. That's a character issue for our president. But on the other side, I I remember uh, 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 I didn't know, and I was talking with a person this past week, I didn't know what an alt-right group was until the past three years. I thought I thought that was like how you restart your computer. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, okay, what, what are we talking about here? And and all uh, so many groups respond to his whistles and are saying that is that is our president are responding in ways that 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 are s- s- dripping with white supremacy. And I don't say that word as an attack on those groups. I say that because those groups are self-professed white supremacist groups. And if you go to some of their websites, the way they speak of our president and and take the whistles that he's blown as affirmations of them. And we've not seen it like this. We've not seen it like this. We've not seen it like this. I mean... I would have expected when Obama ran for office that we were going to see the worst of white supremacy. Here you got a black man coming into office, going to be in charge of the whole nation and might have the nation have to wrestle with racist stuff. I was prepared for the worst and we didn't see it. We didn't see it because at that time we had we had. Republican leaders in in John McCain who didn't didn't even you couldn't even associate that with his character. In fact, he saw John Lewis, a man who was totally on the opposite side of the aisle of him as a person that he wanted to to say this would be one of my top three voices I listen to if I get into the Oval Office. It was a, a, a bit of a, a trendsetter in that as we have had a lot of critiques of the Republican Party and Democratic Party, Republicans are sometimes seen as being narrow minded. He said, I want to get a sister to run as my vice presidential nominee. Like M- M- McCain, you didn't you didn't you didn't see. Even Mitt Romney, you didn't see. And so somehow now this character component that is blowing these whistles and it's sounding loud. But I do think we have an example of an of amazing character. If I stick with McCain, a brother who 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 uh, who came out of uh, being captured in a Vietnamese camp. this brother uh, ended up serving underneath president or at the time senator biden he was a navy transport helped him get around and they developed a friendship 
And uh, over time, out of this friendship, uh, grew families getting together, getting close. And, and ultimately, though, McCain decided Arizona is the state that I want to allow to reflect my values that are so different from you, Biden. He became a senator in Arizona. And what would then happen, and I can't imagine if I was Biden, like what would happen if somebody that I was really close to, really close to decided to actually take the total opposite view of healing the country that I believe is right, the total opposite strategy, whatever. These two men end up on opposite sides of the aisle, sometime having the most intense arguments, disagreements, could not think of a, a different way that things should be done. And then once they cut off the light from the meeting room, they would go and have dinner together. Their families would go and hang out. You see, character is one where, where you can still walk uprightly. You can still reflect a, a, a sense of decency, a sense of celebration of another human being, of another person, even if you disagree with them. Even if you disagree with them, and we've got to be people who don't simply look at how policies benefit us, but we also look at the character of the person making the promises. Character matters. I know it's difficult to gauge character in this era of news being thrown out there. And so many, as soon as you hear that, 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 uh, that the president did something and another news said that he didn't do it, and da, 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 I know it's all tough. And the same for all of these people that are vying for attention. But character matters. We have to do our best to assess the character of our leaders. Lastly, I would say, if we are called to consider others when we're voting, if we're called to, to examine character and make sure that a, a person is walking uprightly and we're called to consider the poor, the least of these and, and how policies affect them, we're lastly called to vote considering how do we protect life? How do we protect life? Look with me in Psalms chapter eight, verses three through six. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? and the son of man that you care for him. Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You've given him dominion over the works of your hands and you have put all things, excuse me, you've put all things under his feet. Do you understand how, how valuable you are? You are so valuable, so loved by God that the God who's created the heavens and created the earth involves himself intimately with you, with me. 
And just as he set the, the sun and the, the moon to, to, to be in place as the sun provides heat to care for, for our world, God said, I'm going to put you in a place to have dominion, to have control, to have an, an ability to rule with an authority that's in the best interest of my creation. You matter to God. You matter to God and you are his creation and you as his creation blesses what he has created by the way you live. In other words, your life matters. Your life matters. Your life matters. I find it interesting um, how we how we got into this this time of 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 such polarizing views as it relates to uh, the next two topics that I'll discuss. The first being abortion. Roe versus Wade was the landmark case that changed the legality of abortion. But I find it interesting, though, that my I, I haven't heard a ton of my Republican homies that I love dearly share this stat. That the Supreme Court has nine justices. And that when they voted on the case, only two justices voted against it. One was a Democrat, the other a Republican. That even though the Democratic Party is the champion party for abortion and abortion is the taking of a life that God has created, even though the Dems are advocates and tend to support that far more than the Republicans, the Republicans contributed to the making of the legislation. Not just by a narrow margin of one vote. And so it seems like from the tenor of my conversation that that pastor, it sounds like you're endorsing, you know, like 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 Joe Biden, because you've been getting on on President Trump and stuff. And and no. First off, I could I, I could never endorse a candidate that that I believe is contributing towards the killing of lives that God cares about deeply. And not simply contributing towards the killing, actually Joe Biden from his site would like to increase things. He would like to see Medicaid funding distributed in greater amounts. He also would like to take off some of the limitations that are present. Some Dems have said, slow down, bro. Like, like, easy. And as a believer, I have to, to, to wrestle with the value of life. And as a black believer, and we look at the stats of abortions and how much it affects black communities, I've got to wrestle with this. I've also got to wrestle with, though, that there's more to life than just what happens in utero. It's more to life than just what happens before a person, a person is, is born. 
because because God has made us stewards over his creation. And so the hope is I'll get a chance to to steward his creation. But when I do. Will I get an equal chance? There's an experience that God has intended for us to be able to put his creation on display. But unfortunately, many don't get to live that out because of the harsh and unjust criminal and prison sentences that exist and have been given out leading up to the Clinton era. There were some Reaganomics. There was a number of different people that started some some momentum of an increase in jail uh, creation. But our, 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 our homie uh, Bill Clinton took it to the next level. Bill Clinton's crime bill, uh, uh, rocked the hood and it has never rebounded. States received incentives to build prisons. Uh, a three strike system was created. And, and the extreme of that three strike system was, 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 was lived out in Cali where if you committed two violent crimes, the third crime, no matter what it was, mandatory life sentences. So if I'm in a gang and I get into a fight with another gang and I get arrested, strike one. Somebody comes into my house, breaks into my house and I beat them down. And now this this person tries to sue me and let's say they win because I'm poor. Or they or or, or whatever the, the situation, strike two, strike three, I, I go to steal a pop or I go to 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 take some 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 groceries or I go to. Strike three, mandatory life sentences to fill up those jails. Right now we have people in jail for life for, for, for things that we said you could start anew. You, you, gave, you gave eight years of your life for a stupid choice you made, cool, now you wipe the slate clean. We start anew because you paid for it with your eight years. But no, that's not the case. It actually, three strikes, we got you for life. And our brother Clinton created that bill. He drastically changed the welfare system. You just look at the percentages of, of blacks in the criminal system and it is crazy. And, 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 and we as people of God must assess what are the systems that are helping make life be an amazing experience and what are the things that help it be so burdensome that either rob you at the chance to live, taking away soldiers for God's kingdom or locking them up, stopping them from being able to be a, a, a productive expression of God's authority here on earth. We've got to look at life. We've got to examine life. And so pastor, it seems like, seems like you, 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 you might have somebody in mind that you would be endorsing. Yep. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I gave you the Sunday school answer. But but it's but it's because when I when I look at parties, parties are man made institutions. 
that have come long after Jesus Christ walked on this earth and gave us a beautiful Bible to live by. And so I think that the problem is sometimes we put our hope in a party when actually we are the hope. We are the light. Not the Democratic Party who has had demonstrated broken systems, not the Republican Party who's demonstrated broken systems. We are the light. And so wherever you choose to vote, whatever party you choose to be a part of, are you a light in that party? Are you a voice that wants to see things change within a broken party? I remember one of my good friends was having a really heated debate in his denomination and the denomination kind of split down the down the center over a key issue and when half of the denomination left over this key issue he said i'm staying even though i align with them philosophically and biblically i'm staying i'm staying because i want to be a part of the change within a denomination that i think is going the wrong way i'm staying you see someone would have looked at him and been like oh because you're with that denomination look at you you must believe this and you don't know him you don't know he's fighting from within and so I'm, I, 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 I struggle with people who assume that just because a, a person is in the Democratic Party that they align with abortion and want to run with it, or just because a person is in the, the Republican Party, they, they could care less about, about black and brown people. Like, like, you have to be a light where you are. We've got to vote considering others. We've got to vote considering the poor. We've got to vote considering character. We've got to vote asking how do we protect life? I know that that is not the easy answer to who I should pick, Pastor. But I trust that God will meet you where you are and lead you accordingly to shine his light to our community when we're in discussions with one another and to our nation. This is not something that we can do by our own strength. It's not something that we can just drum up strength to do. It takes place because we are modeling Christ-like character. If you can go back to that Philippians chapter two, verse that we first started with, but instead we're gonna look at verses five through eight. It's what it says of Christ. In your relationships with one another, have the mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Humbled himself. See, when you when you humble yourself, 
on the for the sake of others. Christ modeled to us that that we were valuable enough that he would do that to the sake of death. To the to the end of losing his life, that we were valuable enough that he didn't simply. Look at us, but he, he, he stepped into our situation and humbly. Responded to the point of being on a cross. My 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 ability to think of others flows out of Christ's first thinking of me. My ability to 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 not be about my own gain and do and do my own uh, advancement at the expense of others is because we know that we were all poor and broken. Maybe not financially, but it definitely in spirit and Christ entered in on our behalf. We don't know what character is aside from godly character. We don't know what it means to be trustworthy without understanding that we can trust in God. We don't know what it means to rock, walk a right way separate from the righteousness of God. So it is Christ's character that is the standard by which we judge and the standard by which we hope to achieve. And it is Christ who creates and defines what life should be, how justice should be experienced, how his right ways should have the opportunity to be lived out. And so we consider life. I ask you, if you are a person that does not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you're not walking with him and seeing him as one who, who humbly acted, who humbly responded, who humbly moved towards you in an act of love, taking the sin, the pain, the hurt that you were carrying and taking it to the cross on your behalf. If you don't know this, Jesus, we give you the opportunity right now to accept him into your heart. Not so you can vote Democrat or vote Republican. It's so that you can live for Jesus free from the shackles and the expectations of culture. We don't march to the drum of the culture. We march to the drum of the king. And Jesus wants to reign as king. He wants to lead your life. And today you have that opportunity. If you want to walk with Christ, simply say after me, Lord, I accept you into my heart. I believe, Jesus, you are real. Forgive me for my sin. And give me power to walk in new life. I want to live for you. In Jesus name. Amen. That's a, a prayer, but the prayer are simple can simply be words. We actually want it to be something that connects with your heart. And if today, even if today you didn't say those words out loud, but you said them in your mind, as in your heart, you were believing it. Today can be your new, the, the first day of new life in Christ. And we as a family would love to connect with you, love to celebrate you. 
We are so grateful for for your presence. And if you are uh, still like I'm, I'm checking y'all out, I'm getting I'm listening, I'm trying to see who this God is. We invite you to be on a journey with us. We, we want to walk with you. You know, my end goal is to hope that you would love Jesus and know him deeply. But it is not my end goal to push you into something you're not ready for. Uh, but we want to be here when you are. And so uh, after service today, we're going to have a, a Zoom call where if you accepted Jesus into your heart, simply or pray that prayer, uh, uh, simply um, uh, log into that Zoom call and I will talk with you further about how to grow deeper and how the church wants to come alongside you. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful. We don't want to take the power of our decisions for take them lightly. There are things we have to wrestle, Lord. It's it is definite that we don't get all things in either candidate. So give us wisdom, Lord, to know how you would have us to respond in a Christ like manner. Lord, we are grateful. And uh, we just want to reflect you. It's in Jesus name we pray. Amen.